The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to the Saturday Scouting Report presented to you by Big Blue View and SB Nation. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Flum for this breakdown of safety cornerback Paulson Adebo. As we've done so far, we've hit on some pretty interesting draft prospects coming out of this 2021 class. Pretty much all of them have been guys that have already opted out of the season. The guys that we've already highlighted were considered to be players that were in a strong range to be selected early on where the Giants are likely going to be drafting. Today's episode, as I said, Paulson Adebo, the Stanford cornerback, is not going to be in that top five range. However, he does present some pretty good value if he's available sometime uh, on day two, maybe later on in the second round, middle of the second round, or possibly at the very beginning of the third. So we're going to highlight him today. And Chris, just immediately hopping right on what is the clear strength for Paulson Adebo, you have to talk about his length. Out of a group that is full of guys that have really long arms, long legs, good height, which is something that we rarely see with a corner group, he has very good length like a lot of these other guys. He, he uses that as his greatest strength when he's playing players, and that helps him in a number of ways, including his ball skills and his ability to track receivers. Yeah, this is, this is shaping up to be a very good cornerback class. And even so, Adebo stands out for his length. Like he, His build almost looks more like a wide receiver or maybe a uh, more svelte safety than what we have seen as cornerbacks over the last few years. He's, I think you mentioned it, uh, 6'1", 190, 195. I've seen a few weights in that range. So that uh, that's a pretty safe guess for me. Yeah, he's got these long arms. He, he almost looks like he could scratch his knees standing straight up. And he really does make good use of those, especially at the catch point, playing receiver's hands. He has 27 passes defensed in the last two seasons, which I believe was uh, just 22 games for him. And that's eighth in the Pac-12 since 2005. So he is really disruptive 
at the catch point. He uses it, that length really well. He, If he was a receiver, you'd say he has a pretty massive catch radius, but he can he has that ability to just shrink passing windows, even if he isn't in the tightest of coverage. Right. That's the big key here is you can't coach length. You can't have a guy that has short arms play at the level that Adebo has. He's able to make up for some of the other deficiencies in his physical makeup because of these long arms that he brings to the position. And corner is one of those positions like a lot of positions in the NFL that you want guys with super long arms because they can make plays on the ball. They can keep good distance by reaching out and touching the shoulder pad of a receiver when they're covering them. It allows for a lot easier time when trying to close out distance uh, on players while they're running routes. But the, the thing here that you have to highlight with Adebo is that he's not the greatest athlete and that length helps him overcome those issues. He's a bit stiff-hipped for a typical corner that you'd like for a player of his size. He could be a bit more dominant, I think, if he had better hip fluidity, but he just doesn't have that. His speed as well, I really don't think this is a guy that's going to run in the 4-4s. I see him more as a 4-5, a 4-5-5 type cornerback, which is okay. It's just you're not going to have him covering a Tyreek Hill and expect him to stay stride for stride with him. If you do something like that, him or Henry Ruggs or maybe even a Will Fuller, who's just a tiny bit slower than those guys in the 4-3 range, he's going to get burnt by players like that if you ask him to play one-on-one. Yeah, absolutely. Against larger receivers, uh, guys maybe more like uh, Juju Smith-Schuster or something like that, he does have the ability to stay in phase with them down the field. Again, using that length to stay attached to the receiver but without doing it in a way that's going to draw a pass interference flag but against a faster receiver or a quick receiver he he's going to struggle to stay with them especially in and out of breaks i think he could have decent long speed just because he does does also have those long legs so when he opens up his stride he can eat up turf he would have to be he would have to make up room because his acceleration it, it's not there with a lot of the elite corners we have seen come out in recent years. No, and I think that's that's a bit what holds him back because when you have this this corner group, you look at a lot of the guys that are in there, Caleb Farley, Sean Wade has struggled a little bit so far, but Patrick Sertain, uh, J.C. Horn, these are all tall corners that are very good athletes. They have the athletic makeup that you want Paulson Adebo to have that he doesn't. And those guys are going to get drafted ahead of him. With all of those guys, some of them are going to slip into the early second round. So that's going to then push back Adebo's draft value. Now, the other thing that we saw a lot from him in his time at Stanford is he was seriously used a ton as an off-zone corner. He was used a, a lot in zone coverage. The one thing that I got when watching him, Chris, is he's able to to make up for his mistakes again with that that length, his long strides, but he tends to be a little bit sloppy with his technique. There were a couple plays where I was watching him last season and I was thinking to myself, you know, what what technique is this? What what is he doing? This is not something that has clearly been coached to him. He's breaking down what he's supposed to be doing and he's just trying to go out there and play like a a tall long athlete. That stuff doesn't fly in the NFL. That's the kind of stuff that he seriously needs to clean up, and he's not going to have this upcoming season to prove that he's 
he's fixed that stuff because he has uh, he's already opted out. Yeah, and that is going to be a problem for him. The route technicians at the NFL level are going to give him fits at least to start his career. You know, there there's nothing that says he can't get coached up on that. He can't improve it, particularly with pro coaching, being able to work on it just constantly throughout the year. But you know, right now that is a question for him, and that's a question he can't really answer, at least not until workouts and the draft process get going. And even then, it's better to show guy, show scouts, GMs, that you can do it in-game. And you know, that, that, I think, is going to hurt him going forward. And from some other people that I, I work with that cover the NFL draft, a couple different people that I spoke to, they said last year when he was able to declare as a junior he would have had a day three grade on him, or not a day three grade, sorry, a round three grade on him, early round three in last year's corner group. So him basically coming out with the same draft stock, not playing this season, it's going to be a very, very similar type projection. We're going to talk about that projection coming up very soon. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200, or two million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT, to marketing, HR, and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. So Chris, like uh, like we've already highlighted when, when breaking down a Diabo, it's pretty clear from everything we've said that this is a guy that is going to fit more in the mid-second round range, early third round. And I think if you're the Giants and this guy falls to you at the the you know a top five pick in the third round, I would 100% scoop him up. I would go out and grab him. I think that's a total steal if you can grab a guy like Paulson Adiba. But I just can't, I can't rationalize drafting him in the early second round when there's a very, very good chance that one of the top five corners is going to slide out right at that that top range in the second round. They need to go and grab one of those guys before they grab Paulson Adipo. I definitely agree with that. I I think a day two grade is fair 
and definitely shade that towards the third round. Yeah. Corners with his measurables, especially if he does turn a good 40, they tend to be risers. But he ha- he has enough limitations and needs enough work that he's not going to find himself in that group of guys who, you know, maybe that fringe first, second round area. And yeah, as we said before, this is a good cornerback group. There are probably five corners who could go in the first round or have that round one, round one or two grade attached to them. And Adebo just isn't that guy. So I, I do like him you know, right at the top of the third round. That's a good value for him. Now, the question is, you know, should the Giants draft him? Again, I, I'm with you. I, I think they should draft him if he is there. And if for some reason they haven't addressed the corner, the CB2 position yet. Yeah, I, I like him as an outside corner. I don't think he has the versatility to travel with receivers to go into the slot. I He doesn't have the foot quickness or the hips to play that position. But you just leave him at one cornerback position. Uh, personally, I like him a little bit more in an off-man coverage scheme than a zone, just because I've noticed a little bit of a hesitancy in processing information in zone coverage, where it seems like he almost needs to see it and then react to it. Man coverage seems to be a little bit quicker, a little bit simpler for him. I also do wonder if he might not be a, a candidate to transition to safety, just because he's got safety size and his athleticism does look a little bit more like a safety than a corner. And he is a physical enough player. He's got the, those ball hawk genes. He's great at tracking the ball. Uh, he's had eight interceptions over the last two years, four in each, led the Pac-12 in, in picks last year. That, I think, could be something a team could look at as if they like safeties with that cornerback skill set. Yeah, for me, conversely, I, I see a little bit more based on what he did at Stanford, a guy that could work pretty well in Patrick Graham's defense. And as we've highlighted a number of times on the show, Patrick Graham is a primarily zone-oriented defensive coordinator. We see a lot of zone coverages, and I think if you ask Adebo to, to step in and play and play zone, he has that good length that you want for him to take up some space. Now, he doesn't have the the quickness and the speed that you really want for him to maybe play a deep zone, but from what we've seen for him to play across from James Bradbury, I think he'd be a nice compliment. He's not going to turn into a lockdown, shutdown type corner, but he's going to fit with a team that likes to run um, a lot of zone on the outside to keep guys uh, to close out around the sideline. I think he has that type of a, a type of length type of long arms that would make him a, a good fit with this type of type of Giants uh, defense. And one thing I will add is for a team that likes exotic blitzes, Adiba will have value for them because I I noticed he is actually a, a surprisingly good blitzer. Yeah, that's one area where he does seem to have a good burst and he gets into the backfield quickly. He doesn't play with much hesitation and it doesn't matter if he's run blitzing or blitzing a quarterback in, in the passing game. He's quick. He arrives with authority when he gets there. So 
that I think could give him added value for a defensive coordinator like Patrick Graham, who likes to call blitzes from, you know, maybe some unusual looks. So just to wrap up today's show, as we typically do, there's a number of big games this weekend, but the two that we're going to be watching this Saturday and that you should be tuning in for first Florida, Georgia, that's number eight, Florida facing number five, Georgia. That is at three o'clock. That is the early game and some prospects that we're paying attention to Kyle Pitts, Kyle Trask, uh, and then the, the defensive backs for Georgia, Eric Stokes, Campbell and LeCount. Yeah. And then the other one is pretty obvious. Number four, Notre Dame at number one, Clemson. That's going to be at 730. Uh, Unfortunately, not going to see Trevor Lawrence. He is still out after testing positive for COVID-19. But their freshman quarterback is, he's going to be a guy to keep an eye on going forward. He's big dude, big armed quarterback. Uh, But then Clemson also has a bunch of other good prospects. Jackson Carmen at offensive tackle, Darian Kendrick at cornerback. Uh, obviously, Travis Etienne, but um, I, I don't think the Giants will or should be even looking at running back in the first round or even the first three rounds. Yeah, and DJ Ungalele, who's stepping in right now, he's a freshman, former five-star recruit. Some have compared him to Ben Roethlisberger just based on his size. He's almost 250 pounds at six foot four. So he's not going to be an easy guy to tackle and take down for that that Clemson offense. This game is going to be laden with maybe not first-round prospects, but a lot of really, really talented day-two guys that the, the Giants really should be paying attention to that they could select and fill a number of their, their various holes and needs. Thanks for tuning in, folks, to the Saturday Scouting Report. Enjoy the rest of your day watching some wonderful college football, and also make sure you stay tuned for the Giants game against the Washington football team this weekend. We will provide you with a quick takes episode as we always do immediately after the show. Or sorry, immediately after the game, rather. Make sure you follow us on social media at Big Blue View. You can follow me at Joe DeLeon. You can follow Chris at Raptor M-K-I-I. And also head to BigBlueView.com for more Giants news and analysis.